This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida, and I'm on here with Christy Landwehr, and she is in Colorado, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December the 21st. This episode is brought to you by the Certified Horsemanship Association. Good morning, horse world. Well, hi, Christy. We're doing something a little different, aren't we? Hi, Glenn. We sure are. So explain to everybody what we're doing. We're having a party because I didn't feel like working real hard. That's the real reason. So today is a holiday party. Instead of having official people coming in and talking about official things, we're just having our members come on and talk about an experience that they had with horses during the holidays. Yay! And there's a bunch of them waiting to talk to us. Do you want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go ahead and start with Christian Jaworski and all those fun ribbons behind you. Kristen, Let everyone know who you are and what you're doing and share your story. Absolutely. Hello. It's so great to see you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's wonderful holiday season. Yes, I'm Kristen Jaworski. I manage the Fort Worth Herd twice daily Longhorn Cattle Drive in Fort Worth, Texas. Yay. That's right. We talked before. Yes. Yes. How exciting. And Christy was just there and got to spend time with the herd, right, Christy? Yes, we just finished hosting our International Certified Horsemanship Association conference, and it was such a success. So we got to see so many members, and we just had such a great time in the stockyards. It was great. Yay. Did you let her be a drover for a day? Oh, she is an honorary drover, always. <laughs> that that means you, she didn't let you ride, did she, Christy? She, no. <laughs> she, Christy can no. do whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. <laughs> She was busy. She'd be driving those those big horned cattle into the crowds. There'd be, there'd be ambulances everywhere. <laughs> oh, the crowds have been fantastic. And that's what's so great about holiday season right now is uh, we're on target to have 7 million visitors this year. Whoa. Cattle drive. So, and the Christmas season has just been fantastic for us. It's been great. Wow. That's yeah. a made up for last year, huh? I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. Wow. I sure do. It's really exciting to see everybody spending their their holiday on vacation and with their family and the stockyards is decorated for Christmas and to see all the all the pretty horses and the Christmas lights in the background. Does it have a feel? You know what I mean? Does it have a feel, a holiday feel? Oh, it does. It does. The historic Coliseum is decorated for Christmas and our beautiful Mule Alley, which is home to the American Paint Horse Association. It's all decorated. And so there's there's horses everywhere and carriages and it's very much holiday season in Fort Worth. Does Santa ride one of the Longhorns down the street? So, so that's a cool story. Um, not quite on a Longhorn. You know, Santa's got to be safe to deliver all those packages to the kids. But we actually brought Santa, Cowboy Santa, to be exact, uh, into the stockyards for our Christmas in the Stockyards event. And so uh, we did the cattle drive and Santa rolled in in a wagon behind us with all of the carolers and all of his elves and He's he's made a home in the stockyards and is greeting all the guests. And it doesn't matter if you're on a horse or you've got your your dog or your family. He's ready to take a picture with you and and ask the kids what what they want for Christmas. So 
So Kristen, that is so awesome. Do you have a particular story yourself that you want to share with horses in the holidays? So I I have a, a unique story that just uh, that we just finished uh, an experience that um, I actually got to experience just this past week because I had never seen so many horses in my life during December um, in Las Vegas. So what's fun for me is I got to ride for the first time in Las Vegas. I did not rope, but I was at the World Series in Vegas and got to see I'm going to say over 5,000 horses in Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo and the Team Roping World Series. And that was so fun. And to be able to spend this holiday season on horseback among such talented athletes, uh, both horses and cowboy, uh, was really quite an eye-opening experience for me to see how, how well put together that event was. And I think that's pretty special. And that's how I was able to spend, um, even though it's not quite Christmas, that was my holiday gift. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty important for me this year. That's awesome is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty amazing. I've never seen that many horses in one place at one time. So that was pretty great. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate it. You can hang out with us or I know you're at the end of your day. You probably want to drive home. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so glad that I get to share a story and hear, hear some others. Now I'm hungry for a steak. So now let me go ahead and jump to Kathy Richardson, who is one of our award winners. Kathy, go ahead and share the award that you won while you were in Fort Worth. And then what is your story for today? So uh, I was awarded the title and a beautiful bronze statue. I am the 2021 Instructor of the Year for the Certified Horsemanship Association. Wow, congratulations. Yay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I have this. Awesome. Thank you so (laughs) much. And then on top of that, my miniature horse was one of the finalists for the Lesson Horse of the Year. So I got to brag him up a little bit, too. What's his name? So, Ghost. Ghost. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got kind of a long story. He was uh, part of a seizure from uh, an- Animal Control. We have a, a contract with them. And so he, we acquired him uh, 11 years ago. And due to special circumstances, we were able to adopt him. That's not normally something that the county allows. And so... He's been a real special guy in our life, and he's taken one of my lesson students uh, to the Junior International Grand Champion in Horse Agility, and this year he's going to take one of my students to the, uh, excuse me, the Reserve Grand Cha- Ju- Reserve Junior Grand Champion in Agility, as well as the North, North, Amer- North American Junior Grand Champions. So, really proud of her and all the work that she's done. So I have actually two stories. Two years ago, one of my lesson students' grandparents came to me and wanted to gift their granddaughter a horse for Christmas. And they know nothing about horses other than all the lessons that she's taken. And so they asked if I would help them, and I found a really nice little quarter horse gelding for them. So they came over on Christmas Day with the understanding that they were going to be cleaning stalls and helping us out. And we had a whole little story put together. They had purchased all of the tack for her, so we went through this, this story that played out of how she was the princess and always wanted a horse and well, the first thing that happened was that was this. And so we pulled out a, a bridle and then a bit and the saddle and the saddle pad. And then finally I pulled out the registration papers and, and said, well, here you go. Santa couldn't fit him in his pack, but he did bring me this. 
And so she was pretty stoked about that and was something I always wanted was a horse for Christmas, which never happened. And then just this year, I'm making this happen again. And I've got another client who's been looking for a horse for their granddaughter. And I, as I tell them, you got to kiss a lot of toads before you find the, the perfect prince or princess. And I just found them a 19 year old registered leopard Appaloosa. She was vet checked yesterday. She's coming, coming to the ranch on Friday and she'll be Samantha's Christmas present this year. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Perfect. Well, thank you. I'm so excited for both of them. I know Grace was just over the moon about it. Samantha doesn't have any idea. And her grandparents are just so stoked. They, they've already seen her once and they fell in love with her. And I said, well, we need to go through a vet check and make sure she's sound and doesn't have any health problems. And then you can fall in love. So. There, it's too late. They've already fallen in love, but she's turned out okay, and we'll have her Friday. Oh, that's so cool. And that's every little girl's dream, right? I mean, you never got it, and 99% of the our listeners never got that dream. But look, you're giving it to this 1%. Yep, and I'm so excited for her. And the story's going to be that I'm sick on Christmas Day, and they have to come out and help clean stalls. And her and her grandma says, that's not going to be a problem. Whenever they're out, she's always anxious to fill stall, feed, uh, yeah, clean stalls fill the hay balls that we fill, feed to the miniature horses, anything, help bring the horses in at night. So I don't see any issues with her wanting to come out and help clean stalls on Christmas day. And then she's going to find this big bow on the front of the stall and the main braided with a bunch of little bows in it. And so, yeah, I've got a pretty good surprise set up for her. Yay. I think that's terrific. <laughs> oh, thank you. That is perfect. Happy. <laughs> thank you. So happy. Thank you for sharing your stories. Oh, you're very welcome. So now we so have Steen Micah, and she also is an award winner. So you have to share what happened. Uh, well, that was a major surprise. I won Volunteer of the Year Award. Yay! Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Shocked. Thank you. Thank you. I was shocked, and um, I, I was like Kathy. I won that big bronze statue, and got it home, um, found out, you know, you can do that through the front desk. So as long as you have the proper packaging, they'll send it for you. But um, yeah, that was quite a surprise. And I feel very honored for having got, gotten that award. And, so why did you win that award? Um, well, I, I, a few years ago, I um, started as Connecticut state representative. Um, I live in Connecticut and um, I, at that time, I thought, well, what the heck, I'll start a newsletter um, for the state. And then Christy asked me if I would like to become regional director, one of the three. I said, sure. And she suggested that I go region-wide on the newsletter, which I'm doing. So um, I've been working on that and trying to you know, um, establish communication among the New England states and the Atlantic provinces of Canada. And so I guess they thought that was enough. <laughs> so, but this year I'm going to work really hard to be really um, uh, worthy of that award. So that's my plan. We'll see. <laughs> you see how the plan works, Glenn? You give them the prize ahead and then they give you five to 10 years more service. I, I thought that. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes, I thought that was your strategy, but that's okay because I like I like the work. So. Did you hand out fifty of those awards at this this uh, year? Is that how you did it? Yeah, at least at <laughs> least, right? <laughs> well, Christy's wonderful. We so enjoy you being on. Do you have a holiday story to share with us? 
I do, but it's not as heartwarming as Kathy's. Um, and in fact, it's a little bit kind of, um, what were you thinking, Christine? Um, a few years back, I decided to, uh, well, we had this open house at the barn that I had been giving lessons at. And uh, so I designed this um, uh, pattern uh, set to music, sleigh bells ring, that kind of thing. And so I decided I would dress up my horse, Fancy, who is an extremely serious horse. She takes her job seriously. She was, she was a, a ranch horse uh, before she came into my world. Um, and so I thought I'd dress her up. And she had cute little wraps of red and, and fluff and ear covers. And we put bells on her. And I had this saddle sheet that you put the saddle pad over. And I and it was very slippery. And for whatever reason, either I didn't know how to use it or whatever. Um, I just put it on, put the saddle pad on and put the saddle on thinking oh, that's going to be fine. Well, um, this was I was rehearsing the the uh, the the pattern and. Um, I warmed up fancy and she was doing fine. She was, like I said, she's a serious horse and she takes her job seriously. Whenever I ride her, she doesn't like me fooling around or anything like that. So I'm riding her along, I'm getting her up and I'm getting her up to a trot and then up to a canter. And suddenly I look behind me and the saddle pad had slipped out from underneath the saddle. Wait, and it popped out back and she kept riding. And I'm thinking, oh, I think I need to stop, <laughs> which I did. Um, and uh, it just it just slipped out. She she took it in stride. I, I took that saddle sheet off and put the saddle saddle pad on and saddle on and went back to um, uh, riding. And she did just fine. And she never flicked an ear at the whole thing. I mean. How uncomfortable could that have been? But anyway, um, I've never used that thing since. <laughs> I have put the wraps on her, and I have put the ears on her, which she doesn't like. But um, once she hears the camera clicking, she's okay with that. So that's my holiday story. That is a good one. Desensitizing. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put it. It's a positive spin. <laughs> yes. We counted Christy for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next person up is Terry Williams. And Terry is our current treasurer. And oh my gosh, she has been a regional director. She's a certifier. She's a site visitor. She's been many things. So how are you, Terry? I'm doing good. I just keep losing the connection. So if you lose me, I'll be back. <laughs> you know, Christmas isn't always a good thing when you have a lot of horses, like when you have, you know, you're managing 50 plus herds. I mean, I always like when I hired people at the breeding farm, they're like, well, what about Christmas? We get Christmas off and we're like, yeah, the horses don't have to eat. I mean, and you would split it up and people still wouldn't show up. I mean, there's many a time that I'd rope Sarah into going and feeding the horses with me if she wanted to open her Christmas gifts. <laughs> so she learned at a young age how to throw the grain out of the back of the vehicle. But um, my main story has to do when I worked at Tippecanoe, which is in um, eastern Ohio in the foothills of Appalachian. So it's very hilly. And we had um, three barns, but we only used two of them in the wintertime, the main barn and then the one below. Um, and getting into Tippecanoe can be, it's, you know, 
basically it's f- the last five miles is dirt road. It gives you an idea. And it's got quite a hill to get up to the main part of camp. And we would park our vehicles at the lower barn area and, um, and drive up in the four wheel drive. Well, at this time, this one holiday season, I'm not sure if it was Christmas or not. Usually Jim would work on Christmas and I'd work on Thanksgiving. So it might've been Thanksgiving, but I'll rope it in together. Um, but anyways, I had to go down and feed the horses at the bottom of the hill and I couldn't get to them because the hill was too, just a sheet of ice. So there's no way, you know, four wheel drive does not mean you can go anywhere. So I had to figure out how I was going to go down, you know, and give them hay and water. And I had my coveralls on and I had radio, um, gave Sarah to the cook, who was the only other person in camp at that point in time. And she was like thinking afterwards, well, what was I supposed to do if, if you never responded to the radio? Because <laughs> nobody's going to be able to get in to help him. <laughs> but um, anyway, so we didn't think it all through, but you know, you're a dedicated horse person, you got to make sure they have hay and water. So I had my coveralls on and I had a hammer in my hand. And I went down like I was sledding on my body and I used a hammer to slow down. And I basically went down a trail that, you know, was twisting and winding to the trees. So that might not have been the brightest thing to do. And I get down and give them hay and water for, you know, a couple of days. Cause I know I'm not going to do this again the next day. And, um, anyways, I had to get back up the hill. So once again, used the hammer to climb back up and I made it up. And by that time, by the time I got it all done, it took a while. The cook was like, I was so worried and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Cause the radio wasn't working very well, <laughs> but I still remember sliding down that hill on my bottom. So it was kind of fun actually at the time when you're younger, <laughs> when you're younger. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that when, was almost 30 years ago. When so. things don't hurt as bad. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we, I, I have a love-hate relationship with horses at Christmas because I'm a horse husband. And when you're an early horse husband, we had 20 horses in the barn. And I hadn't experienced that before. And and let's face it, all early horse husbands don't get it. We we don't get it. We don't get why we have to feed them at Christmas. We don't f- forget why you have to clean up after them at Christmas. We don't understand any of that. It's just a pain. So until you really figure it out, there's a few years there that are tough at Christmas time when when nobody else comes out and you have to do all the work. Uh, that takes some getting used to. It really does, you know. I, I so I'm speaking for all the horse husbands out there that you know, it takes us a couple of years to figure all that out, and then after a while we just get worn down and don't complain anymore. Um, <laughs> but it's true, Christy, right? It is. And while we wait for other people to get on, I have a little holiday story. So it's not quite Christmas, but it's right after it's New Year's. And I was lucky enough to ride in the 100th Annual Tournament of Roses Parade. And I actually have the ribbon sitting right here from 1989 when I rode in it. I was a whopping 18 years old and I got to be the uh, Countess for Medieval Times and ride side saddle for six and a half miles on a prancing Andalusian stallion. (laughs) Um, It was an adventure. We did the New Year's Eve show at Medieval Times the night before. That goes until midnight. Um, After the show was over, the farrier came and we put Borium on all of the horse's shoes so they would not slip going down uh, Pasadena Avenue. Um, So then after we were done with that, we put them all in trailers. We headed on out to Pasadena for the Rose Parade. We got out. We had to get all dressed. We had makeup and hair people to do our makeup and hair and our outfits. And we got on our horses and had to pre-stage, which takes quite a while. 
especially when the uh, horses aren't ever used to leaving medieval times. That's an adventure. And then we rode for the six and a half miles. So it was it was a blessing and also a challenge all at the same time. But that's that's my holiday story. It was super fun. Do the horse now? I've, we've talked to a lot of people who have been in that parade with their horses, and they'd say that you know at a point the horses are so overwhelmed that it it kind of it's almost better because they're totally overwhelmed. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You know what I equate it to? I don't know if you've ever been to cross country jumping at a big one, like the Land Rover, right. But at a big one where the horses are, um, they're funneled through by the people on both sides of those cross country jumps. So they think, Oh my gosh, all the people and all the dogs on leashes and all the crazy strollers and everything is scarier than the jump. So I'm going to go straight. I'm not going to spook at the jump and go to the side of the jump. It's the same thing in the Rose Parade. There's so many people on all sides of the street. The horse is like, oh, never mind. I'm just going to go straight. I'll go down the middle. Thank you very much. Yeah. (laughs) They funnel pretty well. They really do. And you were in a fancy dress side saddle? Oh, yeah. Fancy dress side saddle, hair in a braid down my back, makeup, the whole 10 yards and riding along with my current boss. Um, who was on the other stallion and pretending to be my husband. And he was like, you know, 60 and I was 18. <laughs> well, that's the mm-hmm. way it worked in medieval times. So that's appropriate. That's right. Yeah. It was probably pretty apropos. It yes. was. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't marry them their own age. That's for sure. So, no, that's for sure. So that was pretty what a great good. story. But, yeah. Well, yeah. That's still our happy. favorite so parade to Teddy watch on? every year. Yes, we have Teddy on. Let's get Teddy to unmute here. Go ahead and unmute Teddy if you can. We're doing well. So he's one of our board members too, Glenn. And um, I just had a feeling that Teddy would have many holiday horse stories. So I asked him to jump on and share a little bit. You just, we just recently had him on the show. Uh, so he's, he knows the deal. So Teddy, do you have any holiday horse stories you can share with us today? First, before well, you do, Teddy, you're by a lake. It looks like you're fishing. Uh, no, not at all. Actually, you caught me. So Christy texted me and said, "Hey, would you come on the uh, the podcast?" And I should said, "Sure," but I was walking back from the beach. I'm in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, doing a little R and R with my family, oh. and uh, we just got back from the beach. So this is kind of the little pond cool. by right where we're at. So yeah, I'll show you our Christmas tree. I don't know if you can see on the oh the palm tree. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, love it. Well, listen, uh, holiday stories. I'll tell you one from last year. We had a had kind of a interesting little uh, fun thing that we did. So uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, I broke a team of halflingers to uh, pull our wagon and do things like that. And so it's kind of for part of the camp program that we do. And and last year, um, I bought uh, I bought a wagon. Uh, real old 1800s wagon and restored it. And the guy, as I was leaving from buying the wagon, he said, Hey, I've got this sleigh that's in the back and, uh, you ought to check that out, have a look at it, see if it's something you're interested in. And so we went and looked at it. It was in fairly rough shape. It had been in the guy's barn for a long time, but he said, Hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you just throw that in as part of the deal too? Cause I just want to get rid of it. And I said, okay. So got this sleigh home and it just kind of sat around and didn't do anything for a long time. But, uh, Oh, about mid season, uh, which is fall for us, like mid midway through our kind of our horse season. Um, I had a little extra time. I was like, you know, I want to work on that sleigh. So we got, got the kids in there and stripped everything off of it, sanded and painted and, and, uh, got it in kind of semi working order. And 
the thought was, well, man, it would sure be cool to be able to hook them up to that team, right? And uh, go for a sleigh ride. So we were all excited about having the opportunity to do that. But the problem was we didn't get any snow in Oregon, and uh, at least where we were. And so finally, uh, the, uh, the day before Christmas, it happened to snow and a lot of snow, which was super fun. So I had to like race out to the barn and get like, when I woke up and saw there was a bunch of snow, like me and the kids immediately got up, raced out to the barn. We're like, you know, the, the, the sleigh was not at all finished. Like there was still a lot of stuff that needed to be done, but it's like, well, we got some snow, so we got to take advantage of this thing. Right. I had an old set of sleigh bells that my grandma had given me years ago and uh, they needed repair, but I just hooked them on anyway. And like, we we're just like rough fitting everything, just trying to get it going. Right. And got it going and took off down the road uh, with this team of horses pulling the sleigh. And if you've ever, you know, spent any time around teams, even light teams, you kind of want to make sure your gear is like dialed in. Right. Because, uh, well, you know, stuff can go wrong. And usually when it goes wrong in harness, it goes really wrong. And so we were fortunate that nothing went wrong. And we went around the neighborhood, went clear down uh, about uh, three, four miles away to the fire station, turned around there and came back. And as we were turning back, the snow was melting. And uh, it had, so it snowed hard, but then it was melting fast. So we were sliding good. But about halfway back, we started seeing all these like uh, gravel spots and places you couldn't go with the sleigh and, and we're starting to drag the runners on the rocks and, and the horses are starting to struggle. And so it was kind of reminded me of, um, if you ever seen the, uh, lion, the witch in the wardrobe, there's that scene in there where the, uh, Aslan comes back and all the snow melts and they're trying to drag the sleigh and it can't go anymore. And, uh, yeah, that's the same exact story. That's exactly how it works because boy, you lose snow. Those things do not want to go. But uh, we made it home good, and when I got back, I found a, a little joint, a welded joint that I had put on that had broken. Man, we were just that close from having the team separate from the, the sleigh, but we made it, <laughs> so it was quite an adventure. So I'm a that carriage. Quite the story. Yeah, I'm a carriage driver, and this is why people don't like going in carriages with us. By the way, it's these stories <laughs> yeah. right here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny. I had a, another Christmas story that I won't go into the the long version of. But when I was just a baby, um, there was a runaway sleigh that I was on uh, at, at Victory Bible Camp in Alaska. My uncle was driving it. They're a old CHA program, and uh, that was quite an ordeal, I guess, for everybody around. I was just a baby, so. <laughs> well, thank you, Teddy, for the story. And this is, again, this is why so many riders will not drive carriages. And, because you know what? It is inherently dangerous you know, when you think well, about yeah, it. yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've so had a few pretty... bolt with me, and that isn't much fun. That's <laughs> not much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Wrecks can be pretty bad when you're, you're in harness. But if you do everything right, if you take the time and you get it right, it's, you know, you can mitigate a lot of that risk for sure. Mm, that's what all the riders who fall off say, too. Uh, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. You bet. You guys take care. Have a good Christmas. All right. You too on your vacation. Thank you. you too. Merry Christmas. All right. We have Anne joining us right now. If Anne can unmute. Merry Christmas. Hi. Glad you could join us. Merry Christmas. I was aiming for five o'clock. You guys got ahead of me. Yes. No, I appreciate you getting on now. So, um, Anne is a big part of CHA. It's been a big part of us for a long time. She's a certifier. She does all of our 
paperwork stuff, Glenn. That's why I love her. She's in charge of all that detail work. Isn't that great? Well, none of you and I are a lot alike, and we don't like doing that detail stuff. <laughs> so no, no, no. So she is a blessing in my life. So, Anne, what is your holiday story today? Well, several years ago, we lived in eastern Washington, and um, it was a pretty mild December. So we saddled up the horses and put old-fashioned sleigh bells around their necks and filled the saddlebags with presents and drove around the whole neighborhood and took little gifts to all our neighbors. How cool is that? What did they think of that? Oh, it was really fun. We'd ring the jingle bells for our doorbell and come out and see the horses. And um, it was a lot of fun. There are some, I saw some pictures. There are some groups that are still doing that. They ride through the neighborhood and give out stuff. And I think that's so cool. And what a better way to introduce non-horse people to horses, right? Correct. Absolutely. Well, that's terrific. Where do you live, Ann? Where are you at? Right now, I'm in southwest Colorado. We've got three or four inches of snow on the ground. It's going to be 16 degrees tonight. Um, The horses are tucked in the barn. Right now, I'm in Ocala, Florida, and it's going to, I think it just got below 80. So uh. (laughs) (laughs) it's all different. Well, at least she's going to be Christmassy. We don't have any snow here in Denver on the horizon. For Christmas, we're just going to be brown and no snow, and that's that's weird. We're we're supposed to be white, not brown, this time of year. Well, thank you, Anne, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome, Glenn. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, we have. Uh, I think we have Susie here. Oh, Susie! So, Glenn, oh my gosh, this one's a little scary. I've known Susie since um, freshman year in college. Frightening, isn't it? <laughs> so, what was <laughs> Christy? All right, well, we're going to mute Christy because now we can talk. Uh, so Good what- idea! Good <laughs> idea! Let's do it! So, what was she really like in college? Was she like a total wild child? She was a lot more intense in college. What? She's mellowed. Over the years. She was more intense than she is now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did she ever go to parties? Was she ever drunk at three in the morning? Tell me something. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I'm not going to get anything out of you, am I? Let's make this like my friend. <laughs> no, she's taller than me. Let's be honest. She's taller than me and got me back into this. When I met Christy for the first time, Christy will tell you this, I was shocked because all my co-hosts, all 35 of them are like five foot two. And I meet Christy for the first time, not having any idea that she was my height. And it, yeah, I was 11 feet tall. 11 feet, exactly. And yeah. I was totally shocked. I really was. I couldn't like, <laughs> believe it. Off of Skyhook, though, though, you can't count on her for basketball. You can always find her in a crowd, though. That's a nice thing. True, <laughs> true, and it's not necessarily the height that you're looking for. No, Christy has a presence. I always say I was an actor for a long time, and I say a good actor can walk in a room and people just know they're there. And Christy's one of those people, when she walks in a room, you know she's there. She doesn't have to say anything. She just has a presence. We're talking about her like she's not here. You realize that, right? I know. I wonder if this is good or bad. <laughs> I'm not sure. You invited so, him. Let, let me turn my back to her. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Susie, so we at- well, this is a yeah, what? Let me tell you a cool story about my friend Susie that I want her to talk about. Um, she Good is God. one of these that got into horses later in life. 
She did not get her first pony, and literally, he's a pony, until you were how old, Susie? I was 48. Pretty cool. 48. And Um, she's a brand new horse owner because that was her first horse ever, and she's only had him a couple of years now. So pretty special. So tell us about Charlie. I'm a new mommy. Um, So I rode when I was a kid. I rode when I was like from nine to about 12. And then, you know, I, I got out of it. And then uh, God saw fit to send me to Cal State Fullerton. Go Titans. Um, where I met Christy. <clears throat> and Christy's like, oh, come out and see my pony. Again. I'm like, oh, I rode as a kid. And she, I could see the eye roll. I could hear the eye roll, if you will. Because it's like, oh, gosh, you know, she's going to tell me that story where she was at camp. And, you know, you know, honeysuckle took off with her um, at a full out trot. (laughs) So I went out and I rode the infamous popcorn and then she had this brilliant idea and she made the suggestion, you should go take riding lessons. Okay. So I went, I took riding lessons and then I, then she calls and she goes, you know what? You should probably get into dressage. Okay. So I went and I found a dressage instructor, started riding dressage, really liked it. And of course, I went through the the whole thing where the instructor's trying to buy the horse for them to ride, but you're going to buy it for them. And it's your horse and you have all the responsibility, but you don't get to ride it like for forever. Um, But that didn't happen. Instead, I started getting people giving me their horses to ride uh, and just rode a lot of really nice horses that way. Um, Finally fell in with a CHA member um, here in Southern California. And she said, I need somebody about your size to come out and ride this pony because I can't ride it. And I need somebody who knows what they're doing to get on it and just ride him. Okay. Went out and that was the first time I met Charlie and I fell in love with a what I, my dream horse was somewhere in the neighborhood of a 16-3 black (laughs) and illusion. And what would I fall head over heels for except for a 13-3 grade pinto silver bay pinto pony oh my god <laughs> but he's so cute but he he's is. so cute and he has an attitude and i like that <laughs> i have a hackney pony i know about all about ponies with attitudes i get it <laughs> i like it and Susie and i we were on the speech and debate team together and we traveled all over the u.s um back in the day during college and that's where I kind of learned how to publicly speak. So, yeah, now Susie's in charge of our Facebook pages. She she does a lot for us. So it's fun to stay reconnected with her. Every time I go to California to visit my family, I always see Susie. Always. So one of those okay. lifelong friends. Always. Whether she likes it, wants to or not. Sometimes I just show up. At that's the right. Okay, Susie, <laughs> let's right. get back to the frat parties. How many frat parties? <laughs> exactly zero. Because as I mentioned before, we went to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, get a good story here, am I? This is Susie, We have to have Susie on sometime when Christy's not on. Then we can talk. <laughs> no, really, then you might get the full skinny. I've this question before, and really, it was Cal State Fullerton was just that kind of school where you just kind of knuckled down and you hung out with people you hung out with, and and. Uh, there weren't any ragers. There were no police invited to our parties unless they, well, were actual police people who were invited to the party. Um, so, yeah. Boy, what fun is that? 
You guys well, actually well, went to college to do college. All right. But his beach team was all right because we went to SDSU, so San Diego State University. That's a party school. We had those guys when we went to tournaments. <laughs> yeah, those guys yeah. were party. And, you know, back in the day, there there were some schools that you didn't realize, realize could party. And yeah, wow. like some of the Christian ones, like Biola. That was okay, weird. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to call them out, man. I really wasn't. <laughs> I totally called them out. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those guys were so much fun. Oh my goodness. So did yeah. wicked violent debates break out at the parties when you were at other schools? Heck yeah. Oh, absolutely. No. It's all about debating and winning the conversation. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Some coaching, some dear God, what are you doing here? Um, yeah, I hate that guy too. Uh, <laughs> we just hung out with geeks and nerds, Glenn. That's all there is to it. Yeah, there you go. You were you were in my crowd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's that's how we rolled. All right. Thanks, Susie. We appreciate you stopping by. Thanks, Susie. Party on, guys. Bye. Right, Merry bye. Christmas. <laughs> <Merry> that's funny. <laughs> that's, I, I I thought you'd get a kick out of her. I'm glad she could come on. Um. And then I have one thing, too, I want to mention. We have uh, our annual hayride where we do caroling here in our neighborhood. And they actually have a couple of draft horses that pull a trailer and then others pull it with a tractor and a flatbed with hay. And we just warm up and have hot cocoa and go around the neighborhood and sing carols and make people come out of their houses and listen to us. And we're going to do that this Saturday. Do people actually come out? They do, especially when we go pound on their door and make them. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's the best plan. We used to belong to the Red oh, Rose Carriage Club in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, in Amish country. And uh, in that carriage club in that day, 30 years ago now, there was probably 30 to 40 carriages that would come out for a wow. drive. And we'd go to different towns. Wow. So at Christmas time, we'd, we'd try and do one drive at Christmas time, and we'd usually go to a city like Ephrata or New Holland or Lidditz or somewhere, and we'd do a drive through town. And, and no matter where we went, because there's 40 carriages going by, um, led, by the way, by an eight-hand eight uh, of ponies pulling a calliope. So you had the calliope wow. playing in the lead with eight ponies pulling it, eight white ponies, and he would always lead the parades, and then we'd be traveling along behind. I had a, I had a, I had an old Amish pony that was the best pony ever. We'd bring that pony everywhere, uh, but we always followed a fjord. There was a fjord always in front of us, and there'd be pairs and fours and all kinds of shapes of carriages, and people would come out and watch that because it's not every day you see that coming by. Oh no! What an amazing thing to see. Yeah, wow. we we did that for years. We would go to drives. We drove through Philadelphia. Uh, we drove through an amusement park. That was a trip. Oh. So, so we're driving our carriages through the amusement park with the roller coasters going and the Ferris wheels and all of that right through yeah. the amusement park. And it was one of those things, like you said, they were so oversensitized that they didn't yeah. react to anything because... Straight ahead, yeah, forward. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's like, uh-huh. So too much going on on the side of them. They're like, well, I can't go that way. That's scary. I can't go that way. That's scary. Hey, look, there's like a horse and a cart in front of me. I'll just do that. Yeah, we'll just follow them. I'll go straight. Yeah. Yeah. So 
So that was cool. You know, we had a lot of fun times too. They didn't involve horses, but I belong. Uh, you know, I had an acting company for ten years, uh, and we did medieval feasts. So we did a lot of Christmas shows, and and then we would do New Year's like shows that. every year. There was a cast of about twenty, and we did it at a castle in Reading that was a restaurant, and we'd get a couple hundred people that would come in. Uh, for New Year's Eve. And what we did is everybody had to stay at a hotel. It was required when we sold the tickets that everybody stayed at a hotel and we bust everybody up. So we didn't have to worry about people driving after. And we'd get there at seven o'clock at night and we'd have an eight course dinner uh, that lasted till midnight with dancing. And we entertained, we did show all night long in between courses uh, and drank a little. The king always, I played the king and he always had to have two bottles of champagne up there. So they always had two bottles of champagne (laughs) set aside for the king. So I was in good shape, awesome. and th- and then at one it's in the good morning, to be the king. Yeah, it's good to be the king. And then at one in the morning, they'd bust <laughs> us all back to the hotel, and then the next morning, we'd all be up at breakfast together, and they'd all be talking about it and seeing us out of costume. So for the people that were there, it was a trip to see us out of costume. Then the next morning, uh, but that oh, was I a lot bet. of fun. Like, what? We had a blast oh, doing how that. Neat. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we had some good times around That's the holidays funny. too, and then we'd go home to the horses. Um, yeah. We have Bob well, Coleman joining have... us too. I'm, I'm gonna sorry? I'm gonna bring Bob Coleman on. He's he just popped in. Oh, good. So uh, we'll yeah. So that was a lot of fun. We did that for many many years. We did those shows. Oh, how neat is that? Hey, Doctor Bob. He's not in yet. He's still trying. I oh, think he's some thinking people, about it. Okay. Well, yeah, I think some people are having trouble getting in tonight. I think there's issues with Zoom tonight. Yeah, there must be something going on. Well, I'll I'll introduce him while he's getting on. He is our um, current president, my boss. So, um, Dr. Bob, do you come on with a holiday story with horses to share? Just an old one that I've told before. Oh, I like old ones. That's fine. Tell it again. But it actually ended up being a story I got to tell in class. So the, yes, the he's cl- a professor, Glenn. So he's he's one of those really smart people. Uh, he's not allowed on our show. <laughs> Use layman terms, Bob. Layman terms. <laughs> well, so in my my tools and tack class, so basically it's tack and equipment. The uh, the last assignment that students have, uh, they are required to bring something unique to class, and sort of the little quotes that go behind that is you know. Stump the professor, please. Or just bring something you think is unique. And so I had a student this year brought a uh, very lovely breast collar for her saddle horse that was adorned with uh, authentic sleigh bells. And so I had to ask her because uh, and they were very loud. I can imagine she made quite a, a scene walking across campus with this in her backpack, jingling all the way. Uh, so I asked her, I said, so how did your horse react? And she said, well, uh, not too bad, other than he, he kind of gets going in time with the bells, and he likes going faster than I want him to, so that the bells go faster. And so I had to tell my students that the first time I used sleigh bells on my hackney pony, and I was excited in December, you know, we had enough snow, I could get my sleigh out and thought, oh, wouldn't this be cool? I'll put the sleigh bells that we had on the harness. 
and off we'll go. And I can entertain the people in the neighborhood with the jingle bells. Well, the pony was a little surprised by the noise. And the faster he went, the more noise they made and the more surprised he got. So the faster he went. <laughs> and uh, it was a little bit exciting. That uh, <laughs> you got to be a little careful. Uh, the good thing is the sleigh that I had was not very uh, high centered. So I could get him in some deep snow and snow plow and um, get him to uh, calm down while I took the sleigh bells off. I currently have a hackney pony that has bolted her timer too, so I get it. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, you know, they, they have the attention span of a gnat. Yep. Uh, and they can be quite entertaining. Yep. All of that is true. I, I, I also did that, and, and it's long before my association with CHA, so <clears throat> safety probably wasn't quite as top of mind as it is now, plus being 15 and you're bulletproof. Uh, I took my sister's hackney pony and my hackney pony and hitched them up as a tandem and opened the gate from the barn and off we went, um, having no real idea of how I was going to actually ever stop them or steer them. <laughs> or steer them. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of kept driving around the block till my dad came home so that he could help. That's funny. We, my first hackney pony, we didn't know it. We bought him at an Amish auction and we thought, we didn't know what we were buying. I just bought him. And uh, he. we turned out to be the Ohio State Roadster champion um, And oh, wow. when, when we researched him, which meant he was like driving a little Ferrari. He just was yeah. so fast and so high-stepping. My wife wouldn't even get in the cart. She was terrified of that pony. And we would fly around. I loved, because I was a young horse husband then, and I didn't have all the fear I do now. So I it was like you, Bob. I just loved driving that pony around. And I'm sure it was dangerous and stupid and all of those things, but it was so much fun. It was like driving a sports car. I'm, I'm not sure I'm quite that familiar. No, me either. By the way, my hackney pony now is a slow plug. So there we go. <laughs> no no Ferrari anymore. I'm driving, a, I'm driving more of a minivan, I think. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Bob, this was when you lived in Canada, the land of snow, that all these adventures happened, right? That is correct. So every time the students comment or whine about how cold it is in the last couple of weeks, it's like, don't even talk to me about that. And, and they also don't understand in that class, I have a pair of reins that are like a parachute cord, cord braided reins. And I said, you know, these are the best reins for mitts. And the first time I used, used that conversation or had that discussion, my colleague that was team teaching it with me at the time, she said, you might have to draw a picture for some of these, what mitts are. Oh, it's like, no, I don't. And, and there was a few nodding heads, you know, the Georgia, Louisiana, Florida, not really big mitt users. Now, uh, 80 degrees is a little warm for mittens. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a colleague right now that we were talking about it. She's looking at a job in Wisconsin, and she rides. And I said, yep, I'll let you borrow my mitt reins if you move up there. And she said, no, but I can't. Do you think they would have an oven mitt, or do they not cook? These are horse girls, Christy. What do you think? Cooking? <laughs> Yeah, I don't cook either. <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah. All you do is wrap the tea towel around the thing out of the microwave, right? Exactly. 
Right. That's exactly that's all you got to do. <laughs> well, thank you, Bob, for joining us. We really appreciate it tonight. Yes, everybody, thank you so Merry much Christmas. for joining us tonight. We appreciate it, and we'll see you all next year. Well, Christy, thank you again for another great year of shows here on Horses in the Morning for the CHA episode. We really appreciate you and appreciate you putting in all the work that you do. Thank you. It is my pleasure. It is actually one of those really fun things about my job that I like a lot when they ask me, what do you like about your job? It's definitely not QuickBooks. It would be this. <laughs> yeah, it's not QuickBooks for me either, for that matter. I, I get you. <laughs> I get you. It's talking. I always, you know, when I get asked that question, I say, I always say it's the, when I'm on the microphone, it's the best job in the world. Correct. Yeah. The rest of it's a little bit harder, but the, the actual on time. Oh, it's great. The rest yeah. of it is just a job, right? It's a job. But yeah, that's right. You know, this part is the fun part. So, so thank you for doing this for us and with us and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody over at the CHA, all the instructors, all the members, all the staff, everybody over there. And you and your family too out there in Colorado. Thank you very much. And to you and Dennis. Well, you guys enjoy.